This time on Raisin Bread. Here is something that I do think is is real. Like, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier. How does a fat person kill themselves? No, no. Because they can't. No, let's this. not go there. They can right. kill themselves any way they want. That's how they kill themselves. <laughs> they can do anything they want. <laughs> You okay? There's a, there's, a, there's a bit for you because I did not expect that. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Raisin Bread, everybody. Uh, we've got Mike Hope Hobart. Is it Hobart? Hobart. 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 Uh, at Derek Smith, Ben. Uh, excited to see you guys today. Uh, Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, I've actually been having a lot of fun watching markets cascade for the last 36 hours. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's depressing. That's not depressing. Uh, yeah. Well, it, I, th- I think it is. Well, it does. For are some, I mean, it depends on who yeah, you are. Fair enough. Yeah. You guys are excited, right? Because it's time to buy, yep. you know? Yep. <laughs> Derek, Derek, I felt the venom in that. <laughs> from across <laughs> the world you guys you guys are excited you well, yeah. oh, i couldn't get it. I, don't, I don't have any money like i have no money i, I, I sit yeah no you i'm in a very similar position where you sit there and you just go like, look i'd love to yeah i'd love to in if if i could i would happily buy this dip love buying me a dip but i just can't at the moment yeah. i can't front i can't front it up so I'm going to watch it ascend uh, despairingly and think, if I had the money, I would have bought that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's only even been recent that people even want to talk about money. Like, before, before, the, yeah. before yeah. the pandemic kicked off, nobody wanted to talk about markets or money. It wasn't even until, like, after 2021 that people wanted to start talking about money. <sighs> yeah. No, that's, that's also true. I yeah, mean, I the think, only reason yeah, why people... Like there's a, you know, everybody got a little bit. And they're like, does anybody know how to get? Yeah, everybody got the twelve, three, twelve hundred dollars, and they're just like, what? I, what do we do? With this? <laughs> we buy cars. We buy cars. That's what we do. We buy no, cars. no, you buy, you buy NFTs of monkeys, and you put yeah, and you yeah. put that money on Robinhood into financially defunct companies like AMC oh. and GameStop. What if you? What yep. if you just want to oh, eat yours? Can can you eat yours? <laughs> Does anybody know how to use this? Or eat this? I would yeah. submit. Yeah. Well, they clearly don't know how to do that either right. because they didn't buy any real food. They just bought ice cream and Oreos. Yep. Oh, actually, that is because it's, it's better. It's better than real food. Real food, <laughs> yeah. A vegetable. Have you, you tried can, you real food? You can throw it at home. It's so boring. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I I'm a vegan because it's not that good, and it helps me keep my weight down. Because. I'm not going to sit down and eat a whole pack of carrots. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this goes back to the talk about people who say that they love running. So, wait, so because so from that, I take that you're not exactly a militant vegan. Uh, uh, no, I just Derek, no, a militant vegan. No. Is that what you think, Ben? Is that what you? <laughs> oh, look, I, if I've got the, if I want to know, I'm going to ask. Yeah, fair well, enough. Fair enough. Wait, Sorry. I, I guess. What do you mean by militant? Am I like? 
Do As in like a zealot, like, a, you know, the kind of the, the evangelical ones. Oh, that I got to tell everybody that they should be vegan? Yeah. Oh, yes. No. So you're not, you're not an inquisitor is what you're saying. No, not at all. Uh, but, but I am very, I'm pretty strict because yeah. I can't trust myself. And basically the rule is if it's really good, then I probably am not allowed to have it. It's probably got shit <laughs> That's in it. That such I a can't. depressing lifestyle, dude. Yeah, it is. See, that, see this, is, this is why I tell people to just lift heavy shit and eat a bunch of steak. Because, because yeah. that, that, see, I do, then you're, I do. Then you're stat, that there's works. a little education for everybody after all this joking around and stuff. Like, you all lift right. heavy, you you stimulate hypertrophy, which is growing muscle, and then to justify, or to, like, fulfill the growth adaptation that you're stimulating, you eat, like, high nutrient-density foods, which is meat and whole milk, and then you grow the muscle, the muscle increases your caloric demand and like on a daily like lifestyle rate, right? And then that also, by increasing the caloric demand, you increase how much of like your fat stores you're eating up. You guys wanna hear some depressing statistics that a buddy of mine gave me, who's a very intelligent individual that graduated from Harvard and was in military intel. Um, Safety school. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but he told me the other day that, um, 60% of U.S. males aged 18 to 50 haven't had a sexual partner in the last year. But for women, Jesus. it How, What percentage? 60. 60. 60. And yeah. on, for women, it was only 18%. <clears throat> so 80, yeah. 86% right. of women are sleeping with 40% of the men. That sounds about yeah. right. Right, right. I mean, it does. Right. Of course, it sounds right, but it's still sixty. Because that was a the thing that shocked me there was that's a big age bracket, yeah. eighteen to fifty. Yep. That's a big age right. bracket, and sixty percent of all that whole group of men haven't had a sexual partner in the last year. Yeah. You heard the man. You said he said y'all not got no. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all are made Well, the, the real said, point so. is to uh, tell all the guys to get off Tinder and go talk to them. That's probably the big one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Never heard of it. Now, I'm a hypocrite here because I a, a dating app actually paid off for me. But I would Fair say yeah. that is because I was actively going out and meeting yeah. people. Like, because that was the point, like... For me, the whole yeah. the chat thing, like Baz and I, we've done an episode on dating apps, and it's like the the idea yeah, that I, I was, in fact, I was, yeah. I was speaking to a girl in lockdown, and um, I was like, "Should we meet up?" And she was like, worried about COVID, and I was just sitting on, "How long do you think we're going to be able to sustain interest. just texting <laughs> interest?" Hypothetical, because it, it, it is, it's all it, nothing's proven at that point. Until you meet somebody. Because I remember having this conversation with my grandpa about dating apps where I said like, because he said, oh, hasn't it kind of, um, it's, it almost sounded a bit like Jordan Peterson because he said like, oh, the, you, there's no risk of rejection. It's like, well, there, it depends on what world you want to live in. It de- if you want to live in the world of just swiping and collecting the matches like a, like a trading card collection, then fine. But if you actually want to meet somebody, then you still do face rejection because you could meet up with them and they could still say yep. no. It's just, it depends. What I think at the point where he had a point um, was the fact that it, he is aware, even though he's never used the technology, he is aware that there is a huge cohort of men who will just 
reside in fantasy land of collecting the matches and never doing anything about yeah. it and going out and meeting people. What? You mean all these medieval fairs that are running around town, these people will just delude themselves and live Careful. in a fantasy? Careful. Yeah. What's the matter? Careful. It's getting hot. <laughs> I... Remember, only I can say it's well, you, you're you're a dork, but that's you know a nerd. Is, yeah. <laughs> you're a dork. I'm a nerd. Yeah, let's. You can't just be throwing around n words, you know. But so, that, but uh, but it gets it gets to the it gets to the point. I I think was like the intent of having the conversation while I was on here anyway, which is like you get to the conversation point of having of which I'm not complaining. The conversation this whole hour has been awesome. It's been fun as hell. But like you you get to the conversation point of like this dating problem. But then you also have the problem of like how like what, what was it sixty percent haven't had a sexual partner how like how big of the percentage do you guys think are guys that are like suck at being a masculine individual? I bet it's a high percentage because how many of them how many of well, them are gonna too masculine? Uh, I doubt that. Like, I really like really doubt that. Fucking wolves. Really <laughs> really like doubt scary. that. Because <laughs> like yeah. well because like, the, like, like you have to you have the like issue Ogre of from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> You have, you have the issue of the guys that are gonna be that are gonna be um, posturing as overly masculine, like you're talking about. Like they're they're like, right. oh, I'm super competitive. Right. I have to win. I have to get laid. And it's like, well, women can pick up on the fact that that's a load of bullshit. It's like, no, you're you're right. projecting yeah. that masculinity to cover up your insecurities because you feel like you're not good enough. And what do you mean, authenticity right. or yeah, something? Yeah, well, that's a for for long forgotten word like at the, at this point everybody's trying to just like pretend yeah. to be somebody that's desirable when in reality you're going to be desirable if you're just yourself uh, well, quite yeah, and, wait, and that wait, wait. <laughs> I, did, I disagree with you uh, <laughs> that is not true the representative like, from Oklahoma <laughs> would like to speak <laughs> and the, use his time like, it, it it makes total sense. Mike, I'm looking at you when you say, just be yourself. If if myself is you, then yes, I should be myself. But if I'm if I'm not like that, yeah, but like, you're you but know, I'm smelly. But we all that's, we I, all that's know, who I am. I'm a smelly know, guy. We all know Nobody the likes funny that. guy that still gets late. Right. But also, yeah, because it's like it is it is a broad church, but to because to, to, to your point, Mike, it's like but even even then, right? The authenticity is. This is two worlds crashing together. This is I'm loving this, but it's yeah, like it's the true. the authenticity has to at least be the starting point, yeah. like because if if you're if you are no good with women for whatever reason, and by the way, when I say you, I'm actually not saying you, Derek. No, I do is. not he imbue is, you like this. Don't do that. No, 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 no. You. Don't you right. dare. No, absolutely not. I also think absolutely not. But um, okay, thou. When, I'll use that yeah. pronoun instead. When, if yeah. thou art <laughs> unsuccessful, but thouist being oneself, this is too much effort. It's too much admin. But it's like no, because that's at least the starting point. Because then, at least, if you acknowledge that you have no ability with the opposite sex. And that's your starting point. You then build on that authentically, and then you can become desirable Correct. to the well, opposite well, sex. So the, but it's like because if you're starting from a lie, so go this, on. this builds on top of the uh, something that I've talked about a lot on other spaces, uh, conversations, and podcasts. Um, where so like I noticed this in my own generation. So I'm I'm a millennial, 
but it was it's been potently problematic for millennials and i think it's even worse in gen z and younger is that there's i call these individuals the narcissistic nihilist because like hmm. we like specifically the millennials like we came to adult age 18 right during the global financial crisis the market was falling apart the job market was shit and then it hasn't really gotten any better since then. And then on top of that, we, we were pushed into like all of society. Like my parents were like, you need to go to college, go to college, get a degree, get a good job. Yeah. But when 90% yeah. of the market is doing that, you devalue the value of the degree, making the job market even harder to get. Now you're in however many decibel decimals of like thousands of dollars in debt. And then, so like, you're like the, the prospect of the future is getting harder and harder to be excited about. And then you, then you encounter the housing market where nobody can afford to get a house responsibly. And like all this stuff starts to stack on top of you to the point of where they're so nihilistic. They're like, fuck it. Like, what's the point? I'm just going to, I like the, the prospects are not good. Yeah. What is the point? The prospects are not good. I'm already insecure. So if mm -hmm. the prospects aren't good, why should I work to improve myself if the prospects aren't good? So I'm just going to like pretend like I'm the best that I need to be. I don't need to improve. And then I'm going to project all of these like proper masculine traits to try and attract a mate so I can get laid and not and stop jerking off all the time. But they don't realize that that lack of authenticity is just like you can pick up on it when somebody isn't being authentic with you. Like I can pick up on it. Like now that I've practiced for the last like yeah. decade, it's like as soon as somebody feels like they're being fake, I don't want to fuck with you. Like, get away from me. Like, I don't trust you. You're going to try and take something from me. You're going to try and stab me in the back. As soon as you feel like you're going to have the possibility of gaining something out of me, you're going to do it. And it's going to harm me in the, in the process. So I'm just not going to deal with you. But then you're, so you're dealing with entire generations that have, that are potent narcissistic nihilists to the point of where they also like these individuals, because I have had multiple friends that are like this. They, these individuals, because of the mixture of nihilism and narcissism, they will manipulate those around them, and then they will try to develop echo chambers around them, so that like it just feeds into their narcissism, so that they feel like king of the mountain. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like I have plan. definitely I like this plan. You see how it like it makes a really, really, really problematic dating scene. Because it's happening on both sides of right. the aisle, both yeah. men and women. Uh, yeah. And yes, it certainly is. Absolutely. And then, they're, they're, and then they're, they're both complaining about they can't find anything, anybody authentic, but they refuse to improve themselves to become authentic and actually like find somebody worth that, like that they're actually looking for. So that like, and then that's where you, that's where you get this prevalence of this combative language between the two. Where it's like, oh, all women are like this. All men are like this. Men just want this. Women yeah. just want this. And then like, so like these individuals, because of their nihilism and narcissism, they're trying to develop these echo chambers. They're also keeping score because of the narcissism. Hmm. Were, you, were you always this authentic or did you no. notice a change? Did you engineer a change in no, yourself? No, I was wildly like, what, what, when did When did it change for you? Um, it started... I noticed it about 22, 23. I, when I, my age, okay. when I was 22, 23 years old. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then, yeah. so. 
What was that? Go into that a little bit more. What was it that you noticed so, about so yourself? So in order to get into that, we have to kind of go through my back history a little bit. Um, I'll try and keep it. Sure, I'll let's try do and that. Keep it condensed. But so as a child, I went through some dark stuff. Um, my parents were working all the time. My sister and I basically grew up in daycares, and my grandparents like had us on the weekends because my parents were just like grinding away, doing an awesome job at like improving their the the uh, living standard and all that. Um, but it got to the point where my only close friend and my only consistent friend that I could actually hang out with was my grandfather. My grandfather died when I was in about fourth grade. So the way I describe it to individuals, because as a child, things hit differently. When that event kicked off, um, when my grandfather died, I basically lost my best friend, my only friend and my grandfather all at the same time. So I reverted to, right. I was an extremely extroverted child. I was really good at school. I was a smart kid. I was really creative. I was I was the best artist in the area, like all this stuff. As soon as that event kicked off, I went depressed. I went from extroverted to introverted. And then because of the fact that I was a good artist, I went introverted. Um, people watched me go from extroverted to introverted. I became like the weird kid. And through middle school and high school, okay. I got picked on a lot because I was also a super, super skinny kid. Um, the way I just, dis- like. <laughs> the way I describe it was, uh, the, the widest part of my legs was my knees. Like I was skinny and wow. Yeah, like Chad Holmgren, <laughs> like, like your shoes look baggy. Yeah. Like that really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so getting okay. into high school, like when I got about 16, 17, um, I was, I started working for money, um, started actually interacting with people a little bit more. Um, obviously puberty's hitting and I'm getting interested in girls. So I want to try and like, I try and fail miserably from 17 all the way up through like 23, 24, but 17, I also started getting interested in working out because my dad was a power lifter back in high school and he knew how to do a lot of the oh. stuff. So I started learning from him. Um, but then at 17 during the working stuff, I also lost my only group of friends because I found out that they were keeping me around to pick on me. Like they were literally just keeping me around to pick on me and then, and then uh, talk shit to me behind my back. Yeah. To the rest of the high school. Um, (laughs) So fucking great. I love them. So, so I, I learned learned how I, I like not a whole lot of people actually experience losing like their whole support systems multiple times, like their friends circles. Right. Um, yeah. so I was yeah. kind of forced into finding a new friend circle. I got into partying that way. Um, really started drinking heavily at 17, um, continued drinking extremely heavily up through 23. And then right about 23, I hit this point where I was like, okay, I'm not doing well in school. Like I got an associate's degree, which like you can be in a coma and get an associate's degree. Like literally you just have to convert oxygen to carbon dioxide and get the degree. It's not hard. Um, and that's particularly why I did it. So I could just party in college the whole time. And then I actually get yeah. to university cause I want to just keep partying and trying to get laid. And I suck at everything except for partying apparently. So I got to the point of where I realized that like, if I don't change how I'm living, I'm going to end up either dead alcoholic or in a jail cell or some mixture of the three. And so right. that was when I enlisted in the army. And then uh, New Year's Eve 2013, I went off to basic training. And then that kind of kicked off like this whole other thing of um, 
going on a like really just using basic training as the reset to kind of re rewire my brain and fix myself because that's also where I started reading heavily and the the book I read during basic training was um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl and that kicked off a whole other whole other ordeal German yeah hmm. interesting so yeah you you had I mean, you had so then that that's your you had asked, you had asked yeah a, so that's your backstory yeah, you asked the question what was the question I forgot what the yeah the question was no that's that that's exactly what we need to know so it's like then and it was at 22, 23, because this is where you remarked that you saw the change happening. Yeah. So do you think that which came first, like chicken I, and egg question, which came first, the the basic train, the, the signing up for the army or the, and then there was a change in you or I need to make a change. This is going to push me over so the edge. Seven, at, Joining at the army is going to push me over the edge. At 17, I realized that I was disgusted with the person I'd become. Um, so that's why I started trying right. to get better at talking to people and making friends and like trying to figure out how to talk to girls and stuff. But at 23 was when I fully admitted to myself that I was weak and I was a coward. Those were the big things. And those right. are things, those are things that yeah. I don't think, I think 90 to 95% of the young men out there, they can't handle coming to that, like admitting that to themselves. Yeah. Of course yeah, there's because there's a really there's a really funny pie chart that I saw on Twitter the other day, and it was one of those ones where it's like got a hairline and then the rest of the color, and it was like men's reasons for thinking they can beat you in a fight, and the line was because they're trained at fighting, <laughs> and the the rest of it was um, because you don't know what I'm like when I get angry, man. When I when I see red, you don't know what's going to hit you, and that kind of that yeah that delusional kind of well you know i've i've been angry before yeah. and and mm -hmm. i broke something and it's like yeah man so there, is everyone. there's a there's but a very it's, few it's, there's a very few number of us that have actually hit red and hit people and caused damage and um you, you right unless you're a psychopath feel bad you don't immediately enjoy. yeah nope right no well it's like even when you hear when you hear people and i'd say he's a pretty masculine guy even when you hear people like jocko Jocko Willink, when he says, you know, if if some if there's an altercation in the street, if somebody confronts me in the street, run. most likely I'm yeah. going to run away, like yeah. because that's the, that's the best thing to yeah. do. Yeah, it's not worth it. And but that's the other thing is that's something that you notice. Baz and I have had this conversation before. That's something that you notice when you meet people who are trained fighters. They're not interested yeah. in a scrap in the street. They're out yeah. there because they they what they got to prove. But like, I want to bring it back to the 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 changing you because yeah, the reason i ask is because i identify with it right accidentally get fucked up yeah like you could just you get or yes. you can, act, you can accidentally and then you kill somebody that's what they don't want to deal with yeah right yeah, yeah. You, but you it's like i want to i want to bring somebody. it back to what i want to bring it back to what caused the the change in you and the reason being is i identify with it so like for example i similar age to what you said right i think mean, i was a bit younger i was 21 when and i wasn't like a bullshit artist but I would certainly embellish yeah. things oh, that yeah. happen. I definitely understand that. And yeah. Sure. And then I just, I, re I really wanted to stop doing that. So it's like, just make it. And, and then I, it was when I heard Jordan Peterson say, stop saying things that make you feel weak. And that was when a light went on. It's like, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I, I feel weak when I, because it's when you get the reaction from the thing that isn't entirely true. And because you know it's not entirely true, but you got a positive reaction from yeah. it, 
you got the positive reaction on a false premise. So like that for me, so I wanted to throw the question to you then. What 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 was the change were the changes that you made? Um the first one was to stop lying to myself. That's why I started that's to yeah, self. Because like that's that's like the first that's like the first thing because if you're when you lie to yourself, you justify lying to the rest of the world. And when you're lying to the rest of the world, you know you're lying and you know what the like the character that you're like projecting is a fraud. So then it reflects back onto you that like it just makes you believe deeper and deeper that you're that you're a fraud. Like and that and that's and that's yeah. what prevents people from going out and taking risks and trying new things because they're like, oh, well, I'm a fraud. Like I don't deserve this or I can't do this. It's just like. No, but you're not you're not you're not looking at yourself in a like in a, a fair or graceful manner to accept that if you want to try something new but you're afraid of looking like an idiot, everybody looks like an idiot when they try something new. It is very, very rare yeah. when somebody tries something new and they look like an expert or a genius. Like everybody has yeah. to struggle with it. Like that's in like getting to that point, I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I can start doing this. And then like when you, when you stop lying to yourself, then you, and this kind of gets into like some of the stuff that Jordan Peterson talks about. It's like, you stop lying to yourself and you keep promises to yourself. You start to actually gain confidence in your capability. And then that reflects outwards when you're, and then that gets into the point of where um, you're not lying to yourself and you, you understand the things that you believe to the point of when you're talking to somebody you're not afraid of like how they're going to react when you're authentic with them. Like, because that's one of the other reasons that people lie. Yes. To other people that's huge. Because they they want to get, they're like, I want people to like me. It's like, no, yeah. I want you to yeah. like me because yeah. I'm me. So I'm going to tell you the honest thing. Yeah. And if you don't like me, fine. We don't have to deal with each other. We can go on our separate ways because life is literally no different now than it was 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. you know, as a comic, I've been, I've been, I've been trying to like, write no. down the notes here, and this is what I'm getting from your your change. You gotta first of all, you need to take an honest self evaluation, and you got to introspection, uh, self analysis, and then uh, goal setting, and uh, you know, working on yourself. This sounds like uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. It's, and well, in, in part, in, like you, you missed the most important part, which is accepting that you're a pussy. Like you have to, oh, okay. like <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a guy, as a guy, yeah. you have to accept that you're a bitch. Like you have to, because there is no way to get to the point of actually doing something worth bravery or worth courage without just being like, I'm a pussy. Because if you don't tell yourself that, and then you you build yourself this lie of like, oh, if I was in that situation where I had a gun pointed in my head, I would totally act this way. Where you set this higher oh, bound yeah. that is not justified yet to the point of where you encounter that event, you lock up because you're like, oh, like, I told everybody that I would be this, but I really want to do this because I'm scared. And then you hesitate and then you end up, re then you end up rebounding back to the fear response that you don't want to do because – like you've set yourself up with that fragility. All right, I I, I love that the the uh, don't don't over exaggerate what you know. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. My favorite version of somebody going way over the top 
uh, uh, with that is Mark Wahlberg saying that he pretty he could have stopped nine eleven. Because if he what? What? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of the best ones. When was this? This is okay. fantastic. He says, uh, this is a hell of a pivot. Scheduled yeah. to be on one of the planes. It's an excellent pivot. <laughs> he said, if I was on that plane with my kids, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have oh, went down like did, that. Like I remember that. Yeah. There would yeah. have been a lot of blood in the first class cabin. And then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. Yeah. Of course, of course, Mark. Wow, that's what's gonna happen. Like the last part is probably class. the hardest part to believe. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark, he, the landing Mark, the plane. He, Mark has a lot of confidence yeah. in his capability to land a seven forty seven. Yeah, the idea, the idea that he's gag on a YouTube tutorial <laughs> trying to get reception. Our phones, how to our land a triple seven Dreamliner? Do that back then, either, the mic. by the way. No, you're right. They couldn't. Not in 2001. Not in, you'd be you'd be asking somebody to text you. How do I land this Call, thing? Be, Which of these to, eight levers? You'd have to bring the plane down to like 10,000 feet and keep it straight so that you could get a yeah. phone call to your what friend that's a pilot. It's like, hey, dude, you need to like you need to like help me land this. Yeah. I'm trying to land yeah. a 737. And you'd have to do it there as well. You would. Or, you'd have to do, you'd do it. Or, or you could spell it out. Ear to shoulder. You can spell it out in the sky, right? And do a loop to how do I land? Well, now we're now you're getting into the whole thing. And I don't know if we want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going to have to bleep this. This has been the podcast of tangents. And look, I'm here for you too. It's a very good point. It's like this video is banned for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. (laughs) (laughs) I won't even, I won't even resubmit. I'll just be like, this seems fair, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but that, yeah, that I, bit, I agree. That, <laughs> that bit's really important that you bring up about the, because the other thing that it, it is kind of interesting and maybe a bit counterintuitive about that is it's very easy to take what you're saying as a negative for when you say, acknowledge that you're a pussy. It's very easy to take that as a negative of like, oh, that's putting yourself down. It's like, it, it actually isn't because the the real virtue there is honesty and transparency with oneself so then once you know that about yourself now you can take action because yeah. it's exactly like you say if you but what what would you would you say that there's any merit to the point of like the whole fake it till you make it uh idea like the, that that sort of I mantra think, i like, think that there's there's people can convince themselves of things i think that there's validity to it but i think that the populace has pushed it too far because Hmm. I okay, don't why? I don't buy into the whole like fake it till you make it thing. But when you're doing something new, you do kind of have to just be like, look, we're just gonna try it. Like the best like the right. best the best way to do something new, like I'm opening up like I'm starting my first business. I've never done it before, but I'm not gonna go out and talk to people like I'm brand new to it because that's not how you make sales and that's not how you do any of that. Right. right. So like there yeah. it's it you have to that mantra being pushed and copy pasted everywhere has nobody has adhered to any of the nuance of it. Like, oh no, just fake it till you make it. Like, no, because if you're <laughs> yeah. because if you try to fake it till you make it without the authenticity, you're never gonna make it. So you kind of need the authenticity so and shit first, and then you can fake it till you make it for the first like quarter of trying to do something new, and then you know whatever else. 
So let me see. Let yeah. me. Let me I, you, I love pushback. Can I throw? Uh, I just want to throw one yeah, little quote in that I think is really perfect about this. It's like one of my favorite Arthur Ashe quotes. It's the uh, uh, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Yeah, I like that breaking it down. It's it's, it's so nice because yeah. it's three things and that's easy, and it makes me feel good when I look at it. And I say, Arthur Ashe, <laughs> I could be like him. Um, but it is very valid. Like, <laughs> I think it's valid. Yeah, it, no, it's yeah. extremely valid because you like, if you're gonna do something new, and you're gonna try and do like do whatever it is that you're doing, without having, or or um, without adhering to whatever whatever it is that you have at the time to do it, then like, what are we talking about? Like you're like you're gonna you're gonna try and start your own business when you don't have the idea or the structure or the product or anything like. Yeah, like you're gonna, you're, you've already oh, that's, failed. That's a system, though. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I, I mean, systems can be created and changed. I wanted to offer this, this pushback because, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. A lot of this stuff to me seems like. I don't know how you guys grew up. I grew up with 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 foreigners, so they tell you what you're doing wrong all the time. <laughs> uh, they're very vocal about it, actually. Uh, so. Uh, a lot of this stuff is like, yeah, like, yeah, that's what you should be doing, right? Like, you should probably, uh, I mean, I've had conversations with you on Twitter about this, where it's like, well, I'm from the, I'm like, I have an old world background, so I already know X, Y, or, or, or Z, because I, someone was either telling me it, or I was telling myself that, is, is that, uh, is that happen? Is that what happens in the U.S.? I feel like guys are are pretty like, you know, when when I see guys like this, this 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 might make more sense if I give an example. When I see like women encourage each other, it's it's um it's kind of over the top, right? It's it's like you're a ten. It's like since this year, like they'll tell each they'll tell each other that, right? But when guys talk to each other, right? It's like the opposite extreme where it's like, um, yeah, man, just got to wake up at like 4 a.m. every day, right? Every yep. day. And, uh, and and it's like the flip side of that, if that makes sense. And it's because like, I think, I think guys are really problem. So, so I mean, orient or, or I think, I think every, every, most humans are oriented towards, or they should be oriented towards problem solving. But I think men are, are, are oriented to problem solving. And so they they're used to getting critically discussed or reviewed or critiqued, what have you. Right, exactly. And so I'm I'm wondering, like, is that the issue? Is is are people not critiquing themselves? Um, yeah, no. I think I think oh. that there's multiple different problems here. I think that a the U.S. is its own petri dish of some like a lot of. Um, and this goes back to like what we mentioned with the customer is already always right mentality mix that kind of approach to parenting and interacting with the average individual and mix that with mm. the nihilistic narcissist that wants everybody to be their friend to where they're giving them lies in order to try and gain their personal favor. So like you're like, you're already on a bad kind of keel there, but then you're also dealing with like the last 20 years of the um, um, participation trophy bullshit. Right. And so you're, 
Okay. You've got you've right. got a lot of people that have grown up in the last 30 years. And you even if you didn't grow up in it, being immersed in it will change how you re, how you interact in your behavior because you're going to be desensitized to certain mannerisms. So like we do have a large population that is just not used to or um, I guess desensitized would be the word is not used to getting actual constructive criticism because they they, 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 they aren't they we based, getting those participation trophies from from people who lost Vietnam? Nah, know, like yeah. um, so, it's the boomers. The boomers did this. Yeah, I mean, eh. yeah. yeah. But, yeah like, <laughs> my kid, I want my kid to get a trophy because I want to put up a trophy. But like, then right. you're, you're also for? you're also dealing with yeah. issues of like, I you're partially correct. There was a point I was going to make and I lost it. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, I want to do that again. There was um, a bad habit. There was a. Yeah. There's a point that I wanted to make. Oh, damn it. You were talking about, so you were talking about um, how like this past, this generation comes from the, from a generation of participation trophies and this sort of constant positive feedback loop uh, is making sort of people, I think where you were going with this, I'm not really sure. Is uh, it, is it maybe, is it maybe that like, cause one of the problems is, I'm just going to see if this trips it back in your head, Mike is like, that these people can't discern between criticism and constructive mm. criticism. Um, yeah. Cause that, yeah. that seems yeah. to be so, something that I've identified. So there, there's part of that, but then they're also like, people are also attributing their identity to things that should not be attributed to their identity. So like, for example, mm. being correct, right? There are people, there's a lot of people okay. out there that attribute their identity to being correct all the time. Right. And that's a problem. Yes. That's a problem Jesus. because nobody Jesus. is ever correct all the time. But, but, he's, but you know, he's right so, though, Buzz. So, like, then, what, so this on. gets into the point, and this gets into like how Twitter acts, how people interact on Facebook, yeah. like all the politics that's happening right now is so many people just like they build the, these nihilistic narcissists, build up these echo chambers where they're constantly right all the time, where people will not tell them Jesus. when they're wrong because they want them to like them. You get to this point of where any sort of constructive criticism, to Ben's point, they can't discern between what is constructive criticism and what is an attack on their person and their identity. So then they just mix the two to the point of where they're both the same thing. So like when when you when so, like so that. in that environment, you go to tell somebody they're doing something wrong, not to like insult them, but to help them do a no. better job into the future. It's like, hey buddy, I love you, but you're fucking up. Like we need to fix this. So they're like, oh, it's like, I can't believe you would do that to me. Like, I, there, it's, in, yeah, like, I'm such a narcissistic nihilist that I don't believe I could ever be wrong. So, how could you, how could you do this to me? How could you, how could you claim that I am in, like, that I'm fallible? Like, you're hurting me. You're right. And it's like, it's, and it's like, and the thing is that, that, that's illustrated in our language a lot. Yeah. Like I, I use this example, right? So when I started in my last job, um, I was called a junior or, or I applied for the role and was interviewed for the role and all the rest of it of the junior role. And in the meeting, in the interview, the HR lady went, um, oh, we don't, we don't really use the word junior. Um, so we're just going to delete that. You're just going to be the title. And I was like, is they're senior, right? They're still senior. She was like, yeah. And I was like, right. So everyone's going to know I'm junior because <laughs> I'll be the only one there without a prefix because <laughs> you've got 
you had you had senior and then you had lead. And it's like, right, so if I'm just if it goes lead senior blank, they're gonna know that blank just means junior. Yeah. And it was like and I'm just sitting there going like that's not actually a problem. If I'm junior, I'm junior. That means if that means that there's scope to progress to senior, happy days. Like I don't I don't really mind. It's like, yeah, well, you know, but your your role in the team is equally valid. It's like and in my mind, I don't want to say this because I've just met this person, but in my mind I'm going, well, it fucking shouldn't be. I'm the junior. Why would my uh, why would my job be equally valid? Why aren't I on their salary then? Because I'm not as valuable to the company as them. And that's fine. It's like I've done I've done and it's like Baz when you talk about how your background does impact it. So I've done judo my whole life. So it's like the idea that a white you're a white belt. That's the that's a fact. That's just it. You're a white belt. Like you can wish you were a black belt. You can say, can we get rid of the colours? You're still a white belt. Everyone knows you're still a white belt. But it comes back to your point about the the first person you need to stop lying to is yourself. So you ain't kidding. I know I'm still the junior guy because I I'm not any. I don't have any other words yeah, yeah, in front yeah, of my job title. So much to learn. Like that's the that's the point. Right, and have, that's fine. You have, you have to increase the the capabilities that are in your war chest in order to be a senior. Right, and it's just like, but the big thing that because the thing that particularly bugs me about that, especially when people try and do it through manipulation of language, is you don't actually change anything. No. It's like all it all it is is people just have to take one extra step to establish. Oh yeah, Ben's the junior guy, and it's like, and that that and that's that's really the idea. It's like you you have made junior an epithet, not me. Yep. I was fine yeah. with it, but you've <laughs> you've assumed that I'm gonna be upset or annoyed about it is like it, it's the it, it that's the one that really pisses me off with this is when the um because of the established premise of uh people getting very easily upset by things which is fine but then what you do is you get upset and then you learn that that's okay and then you toughen up and then it's not a problem anymore rather than trying to bend reality to perpetuate the problem rather than just solving it is it was like when I joined, there was another guy called Ben and he was taller than me. So people started calling me, people started calling me little Ben. And then people came up to me and said, we don't want to call you that because you might find it offensive. You might find it offensive. They didn't even fucking ask me if I did find it offensive. They just spoke in the conditional of you might find it offensive. It's like, well, I don't. And, and this is if you've started. And this is this is this ben, is go on, go on. this is primarily. You don't oh. want people to be nice to you. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. No, that's not but it. Everybody that's out it's, there, that's what I hear. Call him Little Ben and Junior. Yeah, this is this is primarily. This is primarily a white. This is primarily a. Oh, you reckon? Oh, yes, I know. A hundred percent. Oh, on the offended yeah, front, absolutely. Oh my a god. White yeah, front because the, there's. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> um, uh, um, a, um, no. a woman that I've been dating for a while. She's a. Uh, she's um a latina um paramedic and all this other stuff but she okay she but got she it. but yeah, yeah she no, she she we had a we had a discussion about this exact thing the other night where she was just like yeah like there were women where she was saying something about um latin culture or something like that and there was a there was a, a, a white girl that was that made a comment i was like well i think that's a little offensive to the latin community and she's like bitch i'm latin like 
You have, like, like <laughs> you don't get to do this here. And so, like, and, and Mike, <laughs> did you hear the trepidation in your own voice when you went? There was a a a, a, a white yeah. woman because you know, because we know that even by saying that, they're looking up everywhere, like the opening scene in The Lion King, going, <laughs> someone saying something offensive. <laughs> and because like, no, it's true, it's amazing. It's like the ones that are supposed to be on paper in the identity politics league tables, the least offendable have positioned themselves to be the most offendable. No, they're, the, they're the most offensive is what they are because they're, they, they're yes, assuming it's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to protect you from offense. Like, mm. I'm not offended to be gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to just fuck right off. Yeah. But, uh, but like, because I want to, because Derek, you make it, it's a very funny and very good point about like, oh you just don't want people to be nice to you it's just like it's just it's just to do with the fact that it's like no i just want you to be real with no, me like if that people to be kind to you you don't want people to be nice to you there's a difference right being nice being yeah. nice it's like, to you when, is true. and is coddling being kind yeah. is telling you true things that might also be good when you don't want to hear it but yeah, okay, yeah. That, that is true. But in this case, those the two examples that you gave us, we're not going to call you junior because I mean, you are doing the job, right? I mean, you're doing, yeah. you're doing the full job and then they, they're not going to call you little because you're not little. It's just one of the was like, it was in comparison, like the, who's taller. But, but, but that doesn't work right it's like but the thing the thing with that is that the nickname one in particular because the junior one is a technicality of like corporate what yeah, nonsense sure. trying nonsense. to be trying to be yeah. uh all accommodating when they just do the exact opposite they just put everyone on eggshells but yeah. the the nickname thing is like the whole point of nicknames is that they're organic and that they they develop it's an, it's an additional uh, identifier without real yeah but it's like it, it nobody nobody had a meeting and went <laughs> It's settled then, little well, Ben. Well, they you, just, you, it just uh, started. Derek's <laughs> point, you don't know that. Yeah. True. I mean, maybe that, it was... That's true. It's true. It's true. You but then it's like, well, then, what, what are we going to do? We, are we going to call him Tall Ben? And you're like, that didn't roll very well. Little Ben. Sounds <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. Ben. Yeah. It's like Big big Ben that belongs to a clock. <laughs> so we can't call him that. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, like, well actually, before people get uh, have a go at us, it's actually the bell in the clock. So is actually the thing that's called Big Ben. Oh, just okay. before, yeah. It, the the clock is actually just called the Houses of Parliament clock. Um, yeah. it's Very the, God, it's the bell in the clock. Everybody calls it Big Ben. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think this is important because everything just gets its name, and then it doesn't really matter what it's named. Like the fucking bean in Chicago. It is called. Hate that. It is. Its <laughs> yeah. real title is Cloudgate, but everybody looks at it and goes, I've "That's a fucking bean. It. It's a big bean. Yeah, it's the bean." <laughs> but that's what I mean, though, right? But then it's like you—you you can't. You then, if that's organically and kind of naturally become its name, okay. it's just called the bean. Yeah. then surely the thing <laughs> to do is then leave it be that that is what people have come to know it as so you mean you mean, it's just, you mean as long as people don't call you little bitch little bitch ben like certainly not where i worked before that would never have happened but like if we're, if we're talking about a place that all oh, junior might be a bit offensive they're definitely not going to tolerate little bitch but but <laughs> i said little bitch ben i didn't say little mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, oh that's fine good. then. Yeah, it's fine. 
as long as you ask him. Is it does it Correct. roll well? It, it, you want? Yeah. I feel like you like things to just kind of be. You don't want prickly. Uh, you don't. Want, yeah. Well, it's with, particularly with something like nicknames. Particularly with something like nicknames. Like there's a there's a bit there's a great Greg Davis, excellent British comedian, does a bit about where he talks about his mum said to him before he started secondary school. Um, you don't talk to uh, well, he said no. Well, she said to him like you know people people can take. Uh, your money from you or they can they can uh, they can hurt you or whatever but they can never take your name away from you that's yours forever and then he just goes like that ladies and gentlemen as we know is horseshit because children can take your name with no reason and he gives a brilliant he gives examples of the best ones that he's found right like one of them a nickname that somebody had was Baghdad. and he was like oh uh, some clever link to the middle east there greg that's why he was called Baghdad. it's like no he was called Baghdad for five school years because he came in with a new bag that he informed us was bought for him by his dad. Yep. And that's why he got called Baghdad. Yeah, and then exactly. the best one was Mumbo because he went like, and this guy was still really angry about it apparently. So he goes like, okay, why were you called Mumbo? And he goes, well, because apparently my mum's got B.O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. you know what? I think we've proven uh, maybe nicknames in corporate culture just should not be around. No, uh, they absolutely be fucking... <laughs> Yeah. This is the kind of shit that is a legal problem. You're, you know, you're, I, look, I, I do see where, you, like, if somebody went, if you were organizing a meeting and somebody went, oh, yeah, Baghdad's always running late. That yeah. doesn't like that. It raises yeah. more questions than it answers. But so I don't matters. foresee that happening. If we were doing a client meeting, nobody would go. Here is something that I do think is is real. Like, um, you know, I mentioned earlier. How does a fat person kill themselves? No, no, because they can't. No, let's this. not go there. They can Christ. kill themselves any way they want. That's how they kill. <laughs> <laughs> they can do anything they want. Yeah. <laughs> You okay? There's a, there's a, there's a bit for you because I did not expect that. <laughs> Welcome to Raisin Bread, everybody. Uh, we've got Mike Hob Hobart. Is it Hobart? Hobart. 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 Uh, at Derek Smith, Ben. Uh, excited to see you guys today. Uh, Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, I've actually been having a lot of fun watching markets cascade for the last 36 hours. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's depressing. That's not depressing. Uh, yeah. Well, it, I, th I think it is. Well, it does. For some, I mean, it depends on who yeah, you are. Fair enough. Yeah. You guys are excited, right? Because it's time to buy. Yep. You know? Yep. <laughs> Derek. Derek, I felt the venom in that no. from across <laughs> the world. You guys, you guys are excited. You, well, yeah. I, I couldn't get. I don't, I don't have any money. Like, I have no money. I, I sit. Yeah, no, you're. you're out, I'm in a very similar position where you sit there and you just go, like, "Look, I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to. In if if I could, I would happily buy this dip. Love buying me a dip." But I just can't at the moment. <laughs> I can't front. I can't front it up. So I'm going to watch it ascend, uh, despairingly, and think if I had the money, I would have bought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only even been recent that people even want to talk about money. Like 
before that's also before, yeah. before yeah. the pandemic kicked off, nobody wanted to talk about markets or money. It wasn't even until like after yeah. 2021 that people wanted to start talking about money. <sighs> yeah. No, that's that's also true. I yeah, mean, the only reason yeah, why people like there's a you know, everybody got a little bit. And they're like, does anybody know how to use? Yeah, everybody. Does, does anybody <laughs> everybody got the twelve, three, twelve hundred dollars, and they were just like, "What? I, what do we do?" With this? <laughs> we buy cars. We buy cars. That's what we do. We buy no, cars. no. You buy, you buy NFTs of monkeys, and you put yeah, and you yeah. put that money on Robinhood into financially defunct companies like amc oh. and GameStop. what if you yep. what if you just want to oh, eat man. yours can can you eat yours <laughs> does anybody know how to use this or eat this i would yeah. submit yeah well they clearly don't know how to do that either right. because they didn't buy any real food they just bought ice cream and oreos yep Oh, actually, that is because it's better. It's better than real food. Real food, yeah, a vegetable. Have you you tried real food? It's so boring. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a vegan because it's not that good, and it helps me keep my weight down. Because I'm not gonna sit down and eat a whole pack of carrots. I can tell you that. This is what this goes back to the talk about people who say that they love running. So, wait, so because so from that, I take that you're not exactly a militant vegan. Uh, uh, no, I just Derek, no, a I, militant vegan. No. Is that what you think, Ben? Is that what you? <laughs> I look, I, if I've got the, if I want to know, I'm going to ask. Yeah, fair wait, enough. Fair enough. Wait, Sorry. I, I guess. What do you mean by militant? Am I like? Do, As in, like a zealot, like a you know the kind of the the evangelical ones. Oh, that I got to tell everybody that they should be vegan? Yeah. Oh, yes. No. So you're not, you're not an inquisitor is what you're saying. No, not at all. Uh, but but I am very, I'm pretty strict because yeah. I can't trust myself. And basically the rule is if it's really good, then I probably am not allowed to have it. It's probably got shit <laughs> in it. That's such I a depressing <laughs> lifestyle, dude. Yeah, it is. See, that, see this, <laughs> this is why I tell people to just lift heavy shit and eat a bunch of steak. Because because yeah. then, See, then, then you're, I do. Then you're sta- that works. a little education for everybody after all this joking around and stuff. Like you all lift right. heavy, you gr- you stimulate hypertrophy, which is growing muscle, and then to justify or to like fulfill the growth adaptation that you're stimulating, you eat like high nutrient density foods, which is meat and whole milk, and then you grow the muscle. The muscle increases your caloric demand and like on a daily like lifestyle rate, right? And then that also, by increasing the caloric demand, you increase how much of like your fat stores you're eating up. You guys want to hear some depressing statistics that a buddy of mine gave me, who's a very intelligent individual that graduated from Harvard and was in military intel. Um, Safety school. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but he told me the other day that um, 60% of U.S. males aged 18 to 50 haven't had a sexual partner in the last year. But for women, it, how what percentage? 60. 60. Yeah, six zero. And yeah. on, for women, it was only 18%. <clears throat> so 80, yeah. 86% of women are sleeping with 40% of the men. That sounds about yeah. right. Right, right. I mean, it does. Right. Of course, it sounds right, but it's still 60. Because that was a the thing that shocked me there was that's a big age back bracket. Yeah. 
18 to 50. Yep. That's a big age right. bracket. And 60% of all that whole group of men haven't had a sexual partner in the last year. Yeah. You heard the man. You said, he said, y'all not got no. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> mm -hmm. Y'all are made Well, the, the real said, point so. is to uh, tell all the guys to get off Tinder and go talk to them. That's probably the big one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Never heard of it. Now, I'm a hypocrite here because I a, a dating app actually paid off for me. But I would Fair say enough, yeah. that is because I was actively going out and meeting yeah. people. Like, because if that was the point, like... For me, the whole yeah. the chat thing, like Baz and I, we've done an episode on dating apps, and it's like the the idea that I, I was, in fact, I was, yeah. I was speaking to a girl in lockdown, and um, I was like, "Should we meet up?" And she was like, worried about COVID, and I was just sitting on, "How long do you think we're going to be able to sustain just interest. texting <laughs> interest?" Hypothetical, because it, it, it is, it's all it, nothing's proven at that point. Until you meet somebody. Because I remember having this conversation with my grandpa about dating apps where I said like, because he said, oh, hasn't it kind of, um, it's, it almost sounded a bit like Jordan Peterson because he said like, oh, there's no risk of rejection. It's like, well, there, it depends on what world you want to live in. It if you want to live in the world of just swiping and collecting the matches like a, like a trading card collection, then fine. But if you actually want to meet somebody, then you still do face rejection because you could meet up with them and they could still say yep. no. It's just, it depends. What I think at the point where he had a point um, was the fact that it, he is aware, even though he's never used the technology, he is aware that there is a huge cohort of men who will just reside in fantasy land of collecting the matches and never doing anything about yeah. it and going out and meeting people. What? You mean all these medieval fairs that are running around town? These people will just delude themselves and live Careful. in a fantasy. Careful. Yeah. What's the matter? Careful. It's getting hot. <laughs> Remember, only I can say it's. Well, you, you're you're a dork. But that's you know a nerd. Is, yeah. <laughs> you're a dork. I'm a nerd. Yeah. Let's. You can't just be throwing around n words. You know. But so, that, but but careful. it gets it gets to the it gets to the <laughs> point I I think was like the intent of having the conversation while I was on here anyway, which is like you get to the conversation point of having of which I'm not complaining. The conversation this whole hour has been awesome. It's been fun as hell. But like you you get to the conversation point of like this dating problem, but then you also have the problem of like how like what, what was it 60 percent haven't had a sexual partner how like how big of the percentage do you guys think are guys that are like suck at being a masculine individual i bet it's a high percentage because how many of them how many of them well, are gonna be masculine uh, i doubt that like, i really like really doubt fucking that. wolves really <laughs> really like doubt scary because <laughs> like yeah. well because like, the, like, like you have to you have the like issue ogre of, from revenge of the nerd <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have the issue of the guys that are going to be that are going to be um, posturing as overly masculine, like you're talking about. Like they're they're like, right. oh, I'm super competitive. Right. I have to win. I have to get laid. And it's like, well, women can pick up on the fact that that's a load of bullshit. It's like, no, you're you're right. projecting yeah. that masculinity to cover up your insecurities because you feel like you're not good enough. And what do you mean, authenticity right. or yeah, something? Yeah, that's a for for long forgotten word like at, the, at this point everybody's trying to just like pretend yeah. to be somebody that's desirable when in reality 
you're going to be desirable if you're just yourself. Uh, well, Quite. Yeah, and, and that... wait, wait. I, did, I disagree with you. Uh, <laughs> That is not true. The representative like, from Oklahoma would like to speak <laughs> and the, use his time. Like, it, it, it makes total sense. Mike, I'm looking at you when you say, just be yourself. If, if myself is you, then yes, I should be myself. But if I'm, if I'm not like that... Yeah, but like, you're. You but know, I'm smelly. But we all. That's, we I, all that's know, who I am. I'm a know, smelly guy. We all know Nobody the likes funny that. guy that still gets laid. Right. But also, yeah, because it's like it is. It is a broad church, but to because to, to, to your point, Mike, it's like. But even even then, right? The authenticity is. This is two worlds crashing together. This is I'm loving this, but it's yeah, like it's the the authenticity has to at least be the starting point. Yeah. Like because if if you're if you are no good with women for whatever reason, and by the way, when I say you, I'm actually not saying you, Derek. No, I do is. not he imbue is, you like directly, this. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Don't you right. dare. No, absolutely not. I also think absolutely not. Okay, but um, okay. Thou, when, I'll use that yeah. pronoun instead. When, if yeah. thou art <laughs> unsuccessful, but thou ist being oneself this it's too much effort it's too much admin but it's like no because that's at least the starting point because then at least if you acknowledge that you have no ability with the opposite sex and that's your starting point you then build on that authentically and then you can become desirable to the opposite sex but it's like because if you're starting from a lie so this this builds on top of the uh something that i've talked about a lot on other spaces uh conversations and podcasts um where so like i noticed this in my own generation so i'm i'm a millennial but it was it's been potently problematic for millennials and i think it's even worse in gen z and younger is that there's i call these individuals the narcissistic nihilist because like hmm. we've like specifically the millennials like we came to adult age 18 right during the global financial crisis the market was falling apart the job market hmm. was shit and then it hasn't really gotten hmm. any better since then and then on top of that we we were pushed into like all of society like my parents were like you need to go to college go to college get a degree get a good job yeah but when 90 percent yeah. of the market is doing that you devalue the value of the degree making the job market even harder to get now you're in however many decibel decimals of like thousands of dollars in debt and then so like you're like the the prospect of the future is getting harder and harder to be excited about and then you then you encounter the housing market where nobody can afford to get a house responsibly and like all this stuff starts to stack on top of you to the point of where they're so nihilistic they're like fuck it like what's the point i'm just gonna i like the the prospects are not good yeah what is the point the prospects are not good i'm already insecure so if Mm -hmm. the prospects aren't good why should i work to improve myself if the prospects aren't good so i'm just gonna like pretend like i'm the best that i need to be i don't need to improve and then i'm gonna project all of these like proper masculine traits to try and attract a mate so i can get laid and not and stop jerking off all the time but they don't realize that that lack of authenticity is just like you can pick up on it when somebody isn't being authentic with you. Like I can pick up on it. Like now that I've practiced for the last like yeah. decade, it's like as soon as somebody feels like they're being fake, I don't want to fuck with you. Like get away from me. Like I don't trust you. You're gonna try and take something from me. You're gonna try and stab me in the back. As soon as you feel like you're gonna have the possibility of 
gaining something out of me, you're going to do it and it's going to harm me in the, in the process. So I'm just not going to deal with you. But then you're, so you're dealing with entire generations that have, that are potent narcissistic nihilists to the point of where they also like these individuals, cause I have had multiple friends that are like this. They, these individuals, because of the mixture of nihilism and narcissism, they will manipulate those around them. And then they will try to develop echo chambers around them so that like it just feeds into their narcissism so that they feel like king of the mountain. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like I have definitely. I like this plan. But you see how it like it makes a really, really, really problematic dating scene because it's happening on both sides of right. the aisle, both yeah. men and women. Uh, yeah. And. Yes, it certainly is. Absolutely. And then, they're, they're, and then they're, they're both complaining about they can't find anything anybody authentic, but they refuse to improve themselves to become authentic and actually like find somebody worth that like that they're actually looking for. So that like, and then that's where you that's where you get this prevalence of this combative language between the two, where it's like, oh, all hmm. women are like this, all men are like this, men just want this, women yeah. just want this, and then like so like. These individuals, because of their nihilism and narcissism, they're trying to develop these echo chambers. They're also keeping score because of the narcissism. Hmm. Were you were you always this authentic, or did you no. notice a change? Did you engineer a change in no, yourself? No, I was wildly. Insecure. Like what, what? When did when did it change for you? Um, it started. I noticed it about twenty two, twenty three. I when I my age okay. when I was twenty two, twenty three years old. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. So, what was that? Go into that a little bit more. What was it that you noticed so, about so yourself? So, in order to get into that, we have to kind of go through my back history a little bit. Um, I'll try and keep it. Sure, I'll let's try do and that. Keep it condensed, but so as a child, I went through some dark stuff. Um, my parents were working all the time. My sister and I basically grew up in daycares, and my grandparents like had us on the weekends because my parents were just like grinding away, doing an awesome job at like improving their the the uh, living standard and all that um but it got to the point where my only close friend and my only consistent friend that i could actually hang out with was my grandfather my grandfather died when i was in about fourth grade so the way i describe it to individuals because as a child things hit differently when that event kicked off um when my grandfather died i basically lost my best friend my only friend and my grandfather all at the same time so I reverted to, right. I was an extremely extroverted child. I was really good at school. I was a smart kid. I was really creative. I was, I was the best artist in the area, like all this stuff. As soon as that event kicked off, I went depressed. I went from extroverted to introverted. And then because of the fact that I was a good artist, I went introverted. Um, people watched me go from extroverted to introverted. I became like the weird kid. And through middle school and high school, okay. I got picked on a lot because I was also a super, super skinny kid. Um, the way I just, des- like. <laughs> the way I describe it was uh, the, the widest part of my legs was my knees. Like I was skinny and wow. Yeah. Chad home, home grin. Like, <laughs> like your shoes look baggy. Yeah. Like that really skinny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so getting okay. into high school, like when I got about 16, 17, um, I was I started working for money, um, started actually interacting with people a little bit more. Um, obviously puberty's hitting and I'm getting interested in girls. So I want to try and like I try and fail miserably from 17 all the way up through like 23, 24. 
But 17, I also started getting interested in working out because my dad was a power lifter back in high school and he knew how to do a lot of the stuff. So I started learning from him. Um, But then at 17, during the working stuff, I also lost my only group of friends because I found out that they were keeping me around to pick on me. Like they were literally just keeping me around to pick on me and then and then uh, talk shit to me behind my back. Great. yeah, to the rest of the high school. Wow. Um, oh, so fucking great. I love them. So, so I, so I, I, learned, I learned how I, I like not a whole lot of people actually experience losing like their whole support systems multiple times, like their friends circles. Right. Um, yeah. So I was yeah. kind of forced into finding a new friend circle. I got into partying that way. Um, really started drinking heavily at 17. Um, continued drinking extremely heavily up through 23. And then right about 23, I hit this point where I was like, okay, I'm not doing well in school. Like I got an associate's degree, which like you can be in a coma and get an associate's degree. Like literally you just have to convert oxygen to carbon dioxide and get the degree. It's not hard. Um, mm-hmm. And that's particularly why I did it. So I could just party in college the whole time. And then I actually yeah. get to university because I want to just keep partying and trying to get laid. And I suck at everything except for partying, apparently. So I got to the point of where I realized that like, if I don't change how I'm living, I'm going to end up either dead, alcoholic, or in a jail cell, or some mixture of the three. And so right. that was when I enlisted in the Army. And then uh, New Year's Eve 2013, I went off to basic training. And then that kind of kicked off like this whole other thing of... Um, going on a like really just using basic training as the reset to kind of re rewire my brain and fix myself because that's also where i started reading heavily and the the book i read during basic training was um, man's search for meaning by victor frankel and that kicked off a whole other whole other ordeal german yeah Interesting. So yeah, you you had I mean, you had, so you had, then that that's your yeah so that's your backstory. Yeah, you asked the question. What was the question? I forgot what the yeah. The question was no. That's that that's exactly what we need to know. So it's like then, and it was at twenty two twenty three because this is where you remarked that you saw the change happening. Yeah. So do you think that which came first, like chicken I, and egg question, which came first, the the basic train, the the signing up for the army or the and then there was a change in you, or I need to make a change. This is going to push me over so the edge. Seven, Joining the army is going to push me over the edge. At 17, I realized that I was disgusted with the person I'd become. Um, so that's why I started trying right. to get better at talking to people and making friends and like trying to figure out how to talk to girls and stuff. But at 23 was when I fully admitted to myself that I was weak and I was a coward. Those were the big things. And those right. are things those are things that yeah. I don't think I think ninety to ninety-five percent of the young men out there, they can't handle coming to that, like admitting that to themselves. Yeah, of course. There, not. Yeah, there's because there's a really there's a really funny pie chart that I saw on Twitter the other day, and it was one of those ones where it's like got a hairline and then the rest of the color. Yeah. And it was like men's reasons for thinking they can beat you in a fight. And the line was because they're trained at fighting, <laughs> and the the rest of it was yeah. um, because you don't know what I'm like when I get angry, man. When I when I see red, you don't know what's going to hit you, and that kind of that yeah that delusional kind of well, you know, I've I've been angry before, yeah. and and mm-hmm. I broke something, 
And it's like, yeah, man, so there, is everyone. There's, a, there's, a, very it's, few, it's, there's th- a very few number of us that have actually hit red and hit people and caused damage. And um, you, you, right. Unless you're a psychopath, you feel bad you immediately. Yeah. Nope. Right. No. Well, it's like even when you hear when you hear people, and I'd say he's a pretty masculine guy. Even when you hear people like Jocko, Jocko Willink, when he says, you know, if if some if there's an altercation in the street, if somebody confronts me in the street, run. most likely I'm going to run away, like yeah. because that's the, that's the best thing to yeah. do. Yeah, it's not worth it. And but that's the other thing is that's something that you notice. Baz and I have had this conversation before. That's something that you notice when you meet people who are trained fighters. They're not interested yeah. in a scrap in the street. They're out yeah. there. Because they, they, what they got to prove. But like, I want to bring it back to the 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 change in yeah, you. Because the reason I ask is because I identify with it, right? Accidentally get fucked up. Yeah. Like you could just, you get, or you yes. can, act, you can accidentally and then you kill somebody. Hit. That's what they don't want to deal with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, but you it's like I want to, I want to bring it back somebody. to what, I want to bring it back to what caused the the change in you. And the reason being is I identify with it. So like for example, I similar age to what you said, right? I think mean, I was a bit younger. I was twenty one. When and I wasn't like a bullshit artist, but I would certainly embellish yeah. things oh, yeah. that happened. I definitely understand that. And yeah, True. and then I just I re- I really wanted to stop doing that. So it's like just make it. And, and then I, it was when I heard Jordan Peterson say, "Stop saying things that make you feel weak." And that was when a light went on. It's like that's what I'm doing. I'm I, I feel weak when I because it's when you get the reaction from the thing that isn't entirely true. And because you know it's not entirely true, but you got a positive reaction from it, you got the positive reaction on a false premise. So, like that for me. So, I wanted to throw the question to you then: what, what, what was the change? Were the changes that you made? Um, the first one was to stop lying to myself. That's why I started. That's to yeah, yourself because, like, that's that's like the first. That's like the first thing because if you're when you lie to yourself, you justify lying to the rest of the world. And when you're lying to the rest of the world, you know you're lying and you know what the, like, the character that you're like, projecting is a fraud. So then it reflects back onto you that like, it just makes you believe deeper and deeper that you're, that you're a fraud. Like, and that, and that's, and that's yeah. what prevents people from going out and taking risks and trying new things. Because they're like, oh, well, I'm a fraud. Like, I don't deserve this, or I can't do this. It's just like, no. But you're not, you're not, you're not looking at yourself in a like in a, a fair or graceful manner to accept that. If you want to try something new, but you're afraid of looking like an idiot, everybody looks like an idiot when they try something new. It is very, very rare yeah. when somebody tries something new and they look like an expert or a genius. Like everybody has yeah. to struggle with it. Like that's in like getting to that point. I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I can start doing this. And then like when you when you stop lying to yourself, then you and this kind of gets into like some of the stuff that Jordan Peterson talks about. It's like you stop lying to yourself and you keep promises to yourself. You start to actually gain confidence in your capability. And then that reflects outwards when you're and then that gets into the point of where um, you're not lying to yourself and you you understand the things that you believe to the point of when you're talking to somebody, you're not afraid of like how they're going to react when you're authentic with them. Like, because that's one of the other reasons that people lie. Yes, to other people that's huge. They, they want to get They're like, I want people to like me. It's like, no, yeah. I want you to yeah. like me because yeah. I'm me. So I'm going to tell you the honest thing. Yeah. And if you don't like me, 
fine. We don't have to deal with each other. We can go on our separate ways because life is literally no different now than it was 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, and okay. you know, as a comic, Derek's like, no. The notes here. And this is what I'm getting from your, your change. You got to, first of all, you need to take an honest self-evaluation and you got to introspection uh self-analysis and then uh goal setting and uh you know working on yourself this sounds like uh cognitive behavioral therapy yeah it's, and well in, in part in, like part you, you miss the most important part which is accepting that you're a pussy like you have to oh, okay. like <laughs> a, as, a, as a as a guy as a guy yeah. you have to accept that you're a bitch like you have to because, it is, because it, there is, it, there it, is, it's very true there is no way to get to the point of actually doing something worth bravery or worth courage without just being like, I'm a pussy. Because if you don't tell yourself that, and then you you build yourself this lie of like, oh, if I was in that situation where I had a gun pointed in my head, I would totally act this way. Where you set this higher oh, bound yeah. that is not justified yet to the point of where you encounter that event, you lock up because you're like, oh, I, I told everybody that I would be this, but I really want to do this because I'm scared. And then you hesitate, and then you end up re- then you end up rebounding back to the fear response that you don't want to do because, like, you've set yourself up with that fragility. All right, I I, I love that the the uh, don't don't over exaggerate what you know. Yeah, be honest with yourself. My favorite version of somebody going way over the top uh, uh, with that is Mark Wahlberg saying that he pretty he could have stopped nine eleven. Um, <laughs> If he's been on the plane, he would have Wait, what? 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of the best ones. When was this? Okay. This is he says, uh, this is a hell of a pivot. Scheduled yeah. to be on one of the planes. It's an crash. excellent pivot. He said, if I was on that plane with my kids, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have been, oh, went down like did, that. Did. Like I remember that. Yeah. There would yeah. have been a lot of blood in the first class cabin, and then me saying, "Okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry." Yeah, of course, of course, Mark. <laughs> wow, that's what's gonna happen. Like the last wow. part is probably class. the hardest part to believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark, Mark landing Mark, the plane. Mark has a lot of confidence yeah. in his capability to land a seven forty seven. Yeah, the idea, the idea that he's gag on a YouTube tutorial <laughs> trying to get reception. Our phone. How our to land a triple seven Dreamliner? Do that back then, the either, by the way. No, you're right. They couldn't. Not in 2001. <laughs> not in. You'd be. You'd be asking somebody to text you. How do I land this thing? Oh, Which of these to, eight levers? You'd have to bring the plane down to like ten thousand feet and keep it straight so that you could get a yeah. phone call to your what friend that's a pilot. Like, hey, dude, you need to like. You need to like help me land this. Yeah. I'm trying to land yeah. the and you'd have to do it there as well. You would. Or, you'd have to do, you'd do it. Or, or you could spell it out. It's in the a sky. shoulder. You could spell it out in the sky, right? And do a loop. Do like, how do I land? Well, this now thing, we're now right? you're getting into the whole. Thing, and I don't know if we want to go down that rabbit. Hole. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to bleep. This that. has been the podcast of tangents. And yeah, look, yeah, I'm yeah. here for you, it. YouTube, but no, YouTube. It's a very like, good point. YouTube's like this video is banned for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even. I won't even resubmit. I'll just be like, this seems fair. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. 
But that, yeah, that I, bit, I agree. That, <laughs> that bit's really important that you bring up about the because the other thing that it, it is kind of interesting and maybe a bit counterintuitive about that is it's very easy to take what you're saying as a negative for when you say acknowledge that you're a pussy. It's very easy to take that as a negative of like, oh, that's putting yourself down. It's like it it actually isn't because the the real virtue there is honesty and transparency with oneself. So then once you know that about yourself, now you can take action. Because yeah. it's exactly like you say, if you, but what, what would you, would you say that there's any merit to the point of like the whole fake it till you make it uh, idea? Like the, that, that sort of I mantra? Think, like, I think that there's, there's. People can convince themselves of things. I think that there's validity to it, but I think that the populace has pushed it too far. Because hmm. okay, I don't, why? I don't buy into the whole like, fake it till you make it thing but when you're doing something new you do kind of have to just be like look we're just gonna try it like the best like the right. best the best way to do something new like i'm opening up like i'm starting my first business i've never done it before but i'm not gonna go out and talk to people like i'm brand new to it because that's not how you make sales and that's not how you do any of that right, right. so like there yeah. it's it you have to that mantra being pushed and copy pasted everywhere has nobody has adhered to any of the nuance of it. It's like, oh no, just fake it till you make it. Like, no, because if you're <laughs> yeah. because if you try to fake it till you make it without the authenticity, you're never gonna make it. So you kind of need the authenticity so and shit first, and then you can fake it till you make it for the first like quarter of trying to do something new, and then you know whatever else. So let me see. Let yeah. me. Let me I, you, I love pushback. Can I throw? Uh, I just want to throw one yeah, little quote in that I think is really perfect about this. It's like one of my favorite Arthur Ashe quotes. It's the uh, uh, "Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can." Yeah, I like that. Breaking it down, it's it's, it's so nice because it's yeah. three things and that's easy, and it makes me feel good when I look at it. And I say, <laughs> Arthur Ashe, I could be like him. Um, but it is very valid. Like, <laughs> I think it's valid. Yeah, it, no, it's yeah. extremely valid because you like, if you're gonna do something new, and you're gonna try and do like do whatever it is that you're doing, without having, or or um, without adhering to what are whatever it is that you have at the time to do it, then like, what are we talking about? Like you're like you're gonna you're gonna try and start your own business when you don't have the idea or the structure or the product or anything like. Yeah, like you're gonna, you're, you've already well, that's, failed. That's a system, though. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I'm, I mean, systems can be created and changed. I wanted to offer this, this pushback because, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. A lot of this stuff to me seems like. I don't know how you guys grew up. I grew up with 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 foreigners, so they tell you what you're doing wrong all <laughs> the time. Uh, they're very vocal about it, actually. Uh, so uh a lot of this stuff is like yeah like yeah that's what you should be doing right like you should probably uh i mean i've had conversations with you on twitter about this where it's like well i'm from the old, i'm like i have an old world background so i already know x y or or, or z because i someone was either telling me it or i was telling myself that is is that uh I mean, is that happen? Is that what happens in the U.S.? I feel like guys are are pretty like, you know, when when I see guys like this, 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 this might make more sense if I give an example. 
when I see like women encourage each other, it's it's um, it's kind of over the top, right? It's it's like you're a ten. It's like since this year, like they'll tell each they'll tell each other that, right? But when guys talk to each other, right? It's like the opposite extreme, where it's like, um, yeah, man, you just gotta wake up at like four a.m. every day, right? Every yep. day, and uh, and and it's like the flip side of that, if that makes sense. And it's because, like, I think I think guys are really problem. So, so, I mean, orient or, or I think I think every, every, most humans are oriented towards. Or, should be oriented towards problem solving. But I think men are, are are oriented to problem solving, and so they they're used to getting critically discussed or reviewed or critiqued, what have you. Right, exactly. And so I'm I'm wondering, like, is that the issue? Is is are people not critiquing themselves? Um, yeah, no. I think I think oh. that there's multiple different problems here. I think that a the U.S. is its own petri dish of some like a lot of. Um, and this goes back to like what we mentioned with the customers already always right mentality, mix that kind of approach to parenting and interacting with the average individual and mix that with mm. the nihilistic narcissist that wants everybody to be their friend to where they're giving them lies in order to try and gain their personal favor. So like you're like, you're already on a bad kind of keel there. But then you're also dealing with like the last 20 years of the um, um, participation trophy bullshit. Right. And so you're okay. you've got you've right. got a lot of people that have grown up in the last 30 years. And you, even if you didn't grow up in it, being immersed in it will change how you re, how you interact in your behavior because you're going to be desensitized to certain mannerisms. So like we do have a large population that is just not used to or um i guess desensitized would be the word is not used to getting actual constructive criticism because they they, they, aren't, they, they aren't they we base, getting those participation trophies from from people who lost vietnam nah, like yeah. so um, it's the boomers boomers did this yeah, i mean eh. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, my kid, i want my kid to get a trophy because i want to put up a trophy but like, then right. you're, you're also for? you're also dealing with yeah. issues of like I, you're partially correct. There was a point I was going to make and I lost it. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, I want to do that again. There was, um, a bad habit. There, was a, yeah. there was a point that I wanted to make. Oh, damn it. You were talking about, so you were talking about um, how like this past, this generation comes from, the, from a generation of participation trophies and this sort of constant positive feedback loop uh, is making sort of people. I think where you were going with this, I'm not really sure. Is it? Uh, is it maybe? Is it maybe that like? Because one of the problems is, I'm just going to see if this trips it back in your head, Mike. Is like that these people can't discern between criticism and constructive hmm. criticism. Um, yeah, because that yeah, that seems yeah. to be so, something that I've identified. So there, there's part of that, but then they're also like people are also attributing their identity to things that should not be attributed to their identity. So like, for example, mm. being correct. Right. There are people, there's a lot of people okay. out there that attribute their identity to being correct all the time. Right. And that's a problem. Yes. That's a problem Jesus. because nobody Jesus. is ever correct all the time. But, but. <laughs> he's, he, no, he's right though, so, Buzz. So, like, then, when, so this on. gets into the point and this gets into like how Twitter acts, how people interact on Facebook, yeah. like all the politics that's happening right now. 
is so many people just like they build the, the nihilistic narcissists build up these echo chambers where they're constantly right all the time where people will not tell them when they're wrong because they want them to like them. You get to this point of where any sort of constructive criticism to Ben's point, they can't discern between what is constructive criticism and what is an attack on their person and their identity. So then they just mix the two to the point of where they're both the same thing. So like when, when you, when, so, like so that. in that environment, you go to tell somebody they're doing something wrong, not to like insult them, but to help them do a no. better job into the future is like, Hey buddy, I love you, but you're fucking up. Like we need to fix this. So they're like, uh, it's like, I can't believe you would do that to me. Like I, there it's, it, yeah. like, I'm such a narcissistic nihilist that I don't believe I could ever be wrong. So how could you, how could you do this to me? How could you, how could you claim that I am in like that? I'm fallible. Like you're hurting me. You're right. And it's like, and it's like, and the thing is that, that that's illustrated in our language a lot. Yeah. Like I, I use this example, right? So when I started in my last job, um, I was called a junior or, or I applied for the role and was interviewed for the role and all the rest of it of the junior role. And in the meeting, in the interview, the HR lady went, um, Oh, we don't, we don't really use the word junior. Um, so we're just going to delete that. You're just going to be the title. And I was like, is, there's senior, right? There's still senior. She was like, yeah. And I was like, right. So everyone's going to know I'm junior because I'll be the only one there without a prefix because you've got, you had, you had senior and then you had lead. And it's like, right. So if I'm just, if it goes lead senior blank, they're going to know that blank just means junior. Yeah. And it was like, and I'm just sitting there going like, that's not actually a problem. If I'm junior, I'm junior. That means if that means that there's scope to progress to senior, happy days. Like I don't, I don't really mind. It's like, yeah, well, you know, but your your role in the team is equally valid. It's like, and in my mind, I don't want to say this because I've just met this person. But in my mind, I'm going, well, it fucking shouldn't be. I'm the junior. Why would my uh, why would my job be equally valid? Why aren't I on their salary then? Because I'm not as valuable to the company as them, and that's fine. It's like I've done. I've done, and it's like Baz when you talk about how your background does impact it. So I've done judo my whole life. So it's like the idea that a white, you're a white belt. That's the that's a fact. That's just it. You're a white belt. Like you can wish you were a black belt. You can say, can we get rid of the colours? You're still a white belt. Everyone knows you're still a white belt. But it comes back to your point about the the first person you need to stop lying to is yourself. So like, you ain't kidding. I know I'm still the junior guy. Because I, I'm not any. I don't have any other words yeah, in have, front have, of my job title. You still have so much to learn. Like that's the that's the point, right? Have, and that's fine. You have, you have to increase the the capabilities that are in your war chest in order to be a senior. Right, and it's just like, but the big thing that because the, the thing that particularly bugs me about that, especially when people try and do it through manipulation of language, is you don't actually change anything. No. It's like all it all it is is people just have to take one extra step to establish. Oh yeah, Ben's the junior guy, and it's like and that that and that's that's really the idea. It's like you you have made junior an epithet, not me. Yep. I was fine yeah. with it, but you've you've assumed that I'm gonna be upset or annoyed about it. It's like it, it's the it, it that's the one that really pisses me off with this is when the um. Because of the established premise of uh, people getting very easily upset by things, 
which is fine. But then what you do is you get upset and then you learn that that's okay. And then you toughen up and then it's not a problem anymore rather than trying to bend reality to perpetuate the problem rather than just solving it. Is it was like when I joined, there was another guy called Ben and he was taller than me. <laughs> so people started calling me, people started calling me little Ben. And then people came up to me and said, we don't want to call you that because you might find it offensive. You might find it offensive. They didn't even fucking ask me if I did find it offensive. They just spoke in the conditional of you might find it offensive. It's like, well, I don't. And, and this is if you've started. And this is this is this ben, is go on, go on. this is primarily. You don't oh. want people to be nice to you. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. No, that's not that's it. Everybody that's out right. there, that's what I hear. Call him Little Ben and Junior. Yeah, this is this is primarily at, 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 this is primarily at, a white people problem. This is this is primarily a. Oh, you reckon? Oh, yes, I know. A hundred percent. Oh, on the offended yeah, front, absolutely. Yeah, oh my a white god. American yeah, front because the, there's. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> um, uh, um, a, a, no. a woman that I've been dating for a while. She's a. Uh, she's um a Latina um, paramedic and all this other stuff, but she, okay. She but got she, it. but yeah, yeah she, no, she, she, we had a, we had a discussion about this exact thing the other night where she was just like, yeah, like there were women where she was saying something about um, Latin culture or something like that. And there was a, there was a, a, a white girl that was, that made a comment. I was like, well, I think that's a little offensive to the Latin community. She's like, bitch, I'm Latin. Like, you like, like there's, 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 you don't get to do this here, and so like, and, and Mike, did you hear the trepidation in your own voice when you went? There was a a a, a, a white yeah. woman because you know because we know that even by saying that they're looking up everywhere like the opening scene in the Lion King, going someone saying something offensive, and they're like, and they're, because you know, it's true, it's amazing. It's like the ones that are supposed to be on paper in the identity politics league tables, the least offendable have positioned themselves to be the most offendable. No, they're, the, they're the most offensive I know what you're about. is what they are because they're, ass they, they're yes, assuming I agree. Like, oh, no, no, no. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to protect you from offense. Like, mm. I'm not offended to be given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do this fuck right off. Yeah. But, uh, but like, because I want to, because Derek, you make it, it's a very funny and very good point about like oh you just don't want people to be nice to you it's just like it's just it's just to do with the fact that it's like no i just want you to be real with no, me like if that people to be kind to you you don't want people to be nice to you there's a difference right being nice being yeah. nice it's like, to you when, is true. and is coddling being kind yeah. is telling you true things that might also be good when you don't want to hear it but, yeah. Okay, yeah, that that is true. But in this case, those the two examples that you gave us, we're not going to call you Junior because I mean you are doing the job, right? I mean you're doing, yeah, you're doing the full job, and then they they're not going to call you little because you're not little. It's just one of it was like it was in comparison, like the who's taller. But, but, but that doesn't work, right? It's like, but the thing, the thing with that is that the nickname one in particular, because the Junior one is a technicality of like corporate. <laughs> What yeah, nonsense sure. trying to nonsense. be trying to be yeah. uh, all accommodating when they just do the exact opposite? They just put everyone on eggshells. But yeah. the the nickname thing is like the whole point of nicknames is that they're organic and that they they develop. It's an, it's an additional uh, identifier without real. Yeah, but it's like it, it nobody nobody had a meeting and went. 
It's settled then, little well, Ben. You don't, well, they you just, it just <laughs> started. Eric's point, you don't know that. Yeah. True. I mean, maybe that, it was... That's true. It's true. It's true. You but then it's like, well, it, it, what, what are we going to do? We, are we going to call him Tall Ben? You know, like, that didn't roll very well. Little Ben sounds <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. Ben. Yeah. It's like Big big Ben that belongs to a clock, so we can't call him that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, well, it. actually, before people get uh, have a go at us, it's actually the bell in the clock. So it's actually the thing that's called Big Ben. Oh, just okay. before, yeah. It, the the clock is actually just called the Houses of Parliament clock. I think this is important because everything just gets its name and then it doesn't really matter what it's named. Like the fucking bean in Chicago. It is called, Hate that. It is, its <laughs> yeah. real title is Cloudgate. But everybody looks at it and goes, I've that's a fucking bean. That's a big bean. Yeah, it's the bean. <laughs> but that's what I mean though, right? But then it's like, you you can't, you then, if that's organically and kind of naturally become its name, okay. it's just called the bean, yeah. then surely the thing <laughs> to do is then leave it be. That That is what people have come to know it as. <laughs> So you mean you mean, it's just, you mean as long as people don't call you little bitch little bitch Ben, that it's fine. Like certainly uh, not where I worked before. That would never have happened. But like if we're if we're talking about a place that oh Junior might be a bit offensive, they're definitely not going to tolerate little bitch. But but <laughs> I said little bitch Ben. I didn't say little. Bitch oh okay ben. okay. Oh oh that's fine it, then. Yeah, it's fine. As long as you ask him, is it does it Correct. roll well? It, it, you want? Yeah. I feel like you like things to just kind of be. You don't want prickly. You, uh, you don't. Want, yeah. Well, it's, particularly with something like nicknames. Particularly with something like nicknames. Like there's a there's a bit there's a great Greg Davis, excellent British comedian, does a bit about where he talks about his mum said to him before he started secondary school. Um, you don't talk to uh, well, he, he said no. Well, she said to him like you know people people can take. Uh, your money from you or they can they can uh, they can hurt you or whatever but they can never take your name away from you that's yours forever and then he just goes like that ladies and gentlemen as we know is horse shit because children can take your name with no reason and he gives a brilliant he gives examples of the best ones that he's found right like one of them a nickname that somebody had was Baghdad. and he was like oh uh, some clever link to the middle east there greg that's why he was called Baghdad. it's like no he was called Baghdad for five school years because he came in with a new bag that he informed us was bought for him by his dad. Yep. And that's why he got called Baghdad. Yeah, and then exactly. the best one was Mumbo because he went like, and this guy was still really angry about it apparently. So he goes like, okay, why were you called Mumbo? And he goes, well, because apparently my mum's got B.O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. you know what? I think we've proven uh, maybe nicknames in corporate culture just should not be around. No, uh, they absolutely fucking... <laughs> Yeah, this is the kind of shit that is a legal problem. You know, you look. I I do see where you, like if somebody went, if you were organizing a meeting and somebody went, oh yeah, Baghdad's always running late. That yeah. doesn't like that. It raises yeah. more questions than it answers. But so I don't foresee it. that happening. If we were doing a client meeting, nobody would go Little Ben. They would they would f refer to me with my name. But I'm, it's it's a it's a colloquialism, right? That's what a nickname is, and it's like we should we shouldn't these 
I'm stopping short of calling them institutions, but we should let them be because they, I don't know, they're part of us. They shape, they shape us. They shape who we are. Yeah. Like, well, the, 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 ultimately the problem is, is that like, we're just, we keep trying to compartmentalize people more and more. Like, so like right. when it, like, what do you mean by that? Part of the issue with like the whole like corporate, not trying to like offend you with a title that literally is like the, one of the dumbest things ever is that like, we need the corporations or the business side of things to stop trying to hire people based off classifications like diversity and sex. Like you literally, like in order to start fixing things, like if you want your company to be effective, it's not because you have the proper distribution of different ethnicities in your, in your team. It's you have the proper distribution of people that are meant to do a good job. So like once you start doing right. that, then you start getting away from all this like, oh, like I shouldn't refer to your ethnicity because it could offend you or I shouldn't refer to your title because it could offend you. It's like, no, everybody here is to do a good job. That's it. You start, it could, because like you, a, you don't, you don't fix yeah. politicizing all these things by further politicizing more things. Like that doesn't make sense. You are, you are in a crusade with white women yep. today. You really um, just. Well, they're, they're annoying because it, it, like, they're, they're emotional and they're irrational. Like, I, I can't stand it, dude. I've never been able to stand okay. it. You could, See, you could actually, I think you could ask. I don't know what you're talking about. Company? The funny thing is you could ask my mother about this. Like, ever since I got to the point of being 15 to where girls started getting, like, you know, interesting to all of us, um, I was never good. I was never good at dating because I didn't understand how people couldn't follow the rational, like, thought process. Because I, like, I never mm -hmm. understood, like, the whole, like, overly emotional kind of stuff it's like oh well like, i don't want to call you this because i don't want to offend you it's like no i want you to say something to me or i'm going to say something to you because it's rational and it's true and you should probably hear it so you can fix it not whether it's going to offend you or not look we've okay. all been well, confused for having autism yeah here. yeah so yeah. that's i actually i have not <laughs> nobody has okay. said that to me <laughs> Uh, that's a crazy one. That's something an autistic person would say, though. Like, look, like you don't need that's to deny right. it. Well, don't need Derek, to deny it. Don't okay. be all defensive okay. about you it. Talk about it, man. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, this is the same okay. space. Well, yeah. okay. The idea, okay. So, what is your solution? Is just no restrictions. Just everybody do what they want on the hiring process. That's not what, no, I, that's not what I said. Meant, or, okay. No, let's 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 go into it though. Let's go into yeah, it. Yeah. What, uh, no, so like if you're going to hire somebody, you, said, you hire them off their, their merits, but you don't hire them off their sex or their ethnicity. That's literally okay. all you have to do. Like just stop looking, right, just right. stop having the, the, the classification of like, are you white or are you Hispanic? It's like, it doesn't matter. Are you male or are you female? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Can you, I never answer can you do okay. the job? Can you do the it. job that we're asking you to do? Do you have the experience to do the job oh. that we're asking you to do? Both get check marks? Great. Let's talk about having like getting a position here. 